Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. Hi, my name is Heather Graham, and I'm playing Dorothy Tyson in the movie The Last Rampage. The Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison. And uh, it's a very dark story. And Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife. And I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got, at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today.
For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on Facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. Hear ye, hear ye. Harmontown is now officially in session. Welcome, everybody, to the Nerd Melt Theater in Hollywood, California. Thank you for joining us in podcast land. Won't you please join me in exalting the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Oh, that's very kind of you. You're a very spirited crowd. I like I like the feeling of this uh, constituency tonight. You're you're good people. I walked the line tonight, uh, uh, figuratively and literally, um, talking to you um, uh, tonight. I don't want to get I don't want to get on a lot of tangents tonight. <laughs> it's not a thing that we like to do here. Um, I, I I try. I make it a goal to be direct and to the point. Yeah, so I want to focus s- is the hallmark of Harmontown. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Focus is job one. Uh, uh, we we make focus at Harmontown the way they make uh, chocolate things at uh, in the uh, uh, Keebler uh, Valley. And by the way, D- Dan, I, I, I you feel- know what they lived in a tree. Dan, Dan, don't plug other uh, products right now. I forgot to mention tonight's show brought to you by Nike. You know what? <laughs> Slight change in tactic. Okay, Just bear with us. Okay, we're not we're not caving. Tonight's show is brought to you by Nike. Right? Yeah. Nike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what we figured out. Nike doesn't want anything to do with us. So, also, fuck Adi- Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> Nike. Yeah, Adidas had what? Three weeks? Four weeks? Yeah, they lived high on the hog. Adidas was a, a collateral benefit of our anti-Nike campaign, our hostage campaign to get Nike to pay us to uh, stop uh, advertising Adidas. What we, we we're, we're refining our technique as we go. We're not, you know, uh, Al Qaeda didn't perfect things in a day. <laughs> Certainly not. No, they they, it t- it they took them like 25, 30 years. They probably they probably the first thing they blew up. You don't even know what it was. It's probably a rock. <laughs> they blew it up though. Um, they moved along. They blew up a car next. But Dan, do, do you know that the uh, the official shoe of Al Qaeda is the Nike Mercurial soccer cleat? Interesting. Tell yeah. me more. Fusing fusing explosive speed with eye catching style, the Nike Mercurial Vapor Eight oh. gives the fastest Al Qaeda members the lethal edge. <laughs> Interesting, Nike. Care to pony up, you fucking stingy cocksuckers? No, 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 no. We like them now. Oh, no, no, we like them. We just happened to mention Al-Qaeda like it's mustard. Right. And we're proudly brought to you by Nike. Until such time as they choose to pay up. Also, if anybody from Puma is listening, you're next, motherfuckers. Yeah. Take it easy. It's a new advertising world, new paradigm. Uh... The Nike Mercurial I walked, soccer I walked to the line tonight. I did a new thing. Usually we get questions. You've heard, if you're listening in podcast world or you're out here, you know how that goes. Did you, you write, walk the line in the Johnny Cash sense? Or you literally, that's what I'm saying. I did it figuratively and literally. I, 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 I definitely walked the line between sobriety and uh, uh, n- n- nor, uh, uh, drunkenness. Um, and I also walked the actual physical line in the comic book shop um, uh, and met a lot of people. And uh, I, my goal, just so you understand what I'm trying to do, it's uh, I'm trying to connect with uh, you guys. I, I, 
I, I started walking the line, and I, I used questions uh, initially as an excuse because I wanted to talk to people, and you know, like I wanted you to, I, I wanted to kind of John Stewart you, you know, like he starts the Daily Show. You know, you, if you tune into the Daily Show, the first thing that happens is he goes, "Hmm, I forgot my kazoo," and everyone cracks up because he shared some joke with them before the show. There's a bond between performer and audience. I, I, I want that. Um, Do you feel that you achieved that tonight? No, I think that I think that what happens is I put people off still. And, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep well, well, you, I'm, I'm gonna keep doing it. I saw it. you. You're walking around with a vodka in your hand and a, uh, a mayoral sash on. Yeah, That's and that. so I was asking people like, "How's it going?" And uh, you know, people shrink away. You can feel them being repelled by what I have decided is my Aspergers. Having diagnosed myself with an online quiz, <laughs> which is a you know a, a, a big salute to everyone who who professionally studies this stuff, I just decided from an online quiz I have Asperger's because it's fashionable. Um, but I feel like I'm I'm an off-putting. Was any uh, you? you uh, I, uh, <laughs> just 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 lightly applaud. I swear I won't even look. I, I won't I won't I won't look. Just lightly applaud if you were put off by me in line tonight. Oh. oh, okay. Two people. Right, who was that? Who was it? You, you said so, you... Auntie? Auntie? Oh, your, is it, yeah. Auntie, is that your friend? Yeah. Jennifer, were you, were you just comedically clapping or were you really put off by me? Um, I was surprised. You were surprised that I was out there like a... You, I'm usually here, but I looked to the left and you were there and I wasn't ready. It scared you. <laughs> right. Because, yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. You read about me getting fired on a blog, and then I'm next to you, like, did you have a good time tonight? Uh, All right, well, that doesn't count. That's just you you being fascinated by my uh, majesty. You were saying that you you were just on a trip to uh, San Francisco, and you said everywhere you went that people were uh, recognizing you. Thank you you for calling me out on that, Jeff. That wasn't a private conversation at all. Yes, in point of fact, I went to San Francisco. What is a private conversation? You put a Sharpie in your butt in the last show. Uh, they don't know that. It isn't broadcast yet. Uh, the, the, uh, yes. Okay. In po- so this is a very strange, fascinating, magical, and I know fleeting time for me. It's very, very odd. I'm, I'm, I'm not an actor or, a, uh, or anything, or an athlete or anything. That's. I, I went to San Francisco, and I, Los Angeles, you kind of you expect it. It's an industry town, so everyone's an editor or a gaffer or a boom operator or a, a, an aspiring writer, and so you, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in the capital, I'm in the epicenter of this stuff. So, um, and, and also I'm at the epicenter chronologically of my uh, my, my 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 Q rating because I was uh, infamously publicly like. Uh, kind of uh, crucified slash self crucified, whatever you call it. But my, was, it was, you were like, Chevy but, Chase's girlfriend. For yeah, a exactly. It was, it was a very, it was a very low rent Charlie Sheen, on a, as I've said, on a very lo- low scale. And so it's like, yeah, I go to three bars and two people recognize me. It's like an eighty five percent rate of uh, people. I went to San Francisco, fucking everywhere, man. I went, I went to like uh, Exploratorium Museum, and then some some guy would come up and go like, hey, I'm a big fan. Hey, that's fantastic. Thank you. And then uh, like you. Look Look on the Twitter, people would go, "Hey, come to the thing," and I'd go to the thing, and then another guy'd come up and go, "Like, hey, can I buy your drink?" It was it was pretty amazing. And anywhere that I didn't go, that if I if I went to a place where somebody didn't explicitly come up to me and say, "Hey, uh, thank you, I love what you did," I would read on Twitter later. Some guy would go, "Holy shit, Dan Harmon just bought an ice cream cone here." <laughs> 
honest, it was like really a hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what it, it matters. Nothing. Like I, the only thing that's going to happen is it's going to stop in a month, and I'm going to. I don't know what all I do. Like I'll do you hang myself that? while I'm jerking off. Do I don't know. Do, do you do you enjoy that experience of being recognized? I, it's it's I certainly have no problem with it. If if if, if you if you if you see me in 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 public and you and you are thinking for a second about whether or not you should bound up to me and rub my head and say I love you, go for it. I have, I have, I have suffer no illusions about like like I I'm going to be fifty muttering into a drink that that used to happen. Go d- double rub my head. <laughs> Uh, do me a big favor, like, like that. It? That's no problem. Uh, the big question is, though, do I? Do, is it changing the, my brain chemistry? Do I want it to happen, or do I care if it stops? Uh, I that I don't know about. I don't know. I like to think that I'm a pretty sensible guy. That I, it's like, I, like, like that. That's just a, it's an oddity. Like it's something. Like and then, uh, this is the least charismatic thing anyone could ever talk about. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm out. <laughs> That's the whole thing. I'll talk about it sometime when I'm a little more sober. I, 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 that Wait, have you been drinking today, Dan? <laughs> no. Because if I find out that you have been drinking with me all day long, <laughs> I'll be very disappointed. All right, well, we got on a little bit of a tangent. What yeah. were we talking about? You were talking about making her uncomfortable. Oh, uh, well, yeah, but I really didn't. I just, I just amazed you. Yeah. Right. I was like, holy shit, it's Batman. Okay. Uh, and no, nobody clapped. So I didn't put anybody off. But I, 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 feel I have a lot of social anxiety. So just so you know, I go, I go down the line. What I'm trying to do is I'm because I don't believe in therapy. So I'm going down the line and I'm actually experimenting with human contact. I'm not, I'm not talking down to you guys or like doing some kind of gimmicky thing. Like I'm actually trying to. You're the only people that I meet outside of the three friends that I have. Like, like this is a weekly thing that we do now. So. Like, don't abuse it or anything. Like, but yeah, but you're, you're closer to NT than uh, he's like number eight in your friend. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, NT. I know NT more than I know my uncles. <laughs> uh, certainly, if NT was gonna get hit by a car, and and and, and the only way to save him was to shove my uncle and <laughs> I, without hesitation. What? What a hero. Yeah, especially if I could shove NT into one of my daughters, just to prove that I was a white liberal. Fuck her, Enti. Fuck her. <laughs> Enti's black, so just for podcast land. Enti, and, Enti, uh, Enti, Enti is our... Uh, those listening at home, uh, stop your stopwatches. That's the first race mentioned. <laughs> we got to race. We made it to race. Yeah, but, but Dan, like, that's 30 or 40 seconds later than normal. You're, you're, you're getting there. Uh-huh. In, in four years, we might do a whole show where you don't mention race. I, and I think that day our souls will die a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I think I was born... I'm starting to realize I was sent here to Earth to obsess about race and racism. Uh, I've, speaking of which, Steve Harvey is hosting Family Feud now? It, for a long time. <laughs> Okay, well, I... For, for quite some time, I, I believe. I, well, I, I was in a hotel room, so this is the first I've heard of it. I, Aaron has some weird OCD neurosis where she can't get dressed in a hotel room unless the television is on. Um, and so, like, I... If I, it's only in a hotel room with Aaron that I'm actually like subjected to normal television yeah, signals. That, that's the only time I watch Sports Center for some reason. It's in a hotel. Like, like oh, find out what NASCAR is doing. Yeah, so she's she's gonna put on her 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 skirt and her shirts or whatever you call them. Skirt and, and uh, shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're watching Family Feud. As a Steve Harvey, whatever. I I I am disappointed in you. You 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 know, uh, aim higher, Steve. Uh, 
I don't, I don't even Wait, know you that well. But, how, but how, did, how did he let you down? Well, by being on Family Feud. I, because the, I just noticed that this show is a celebration of mediocrity. I, 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 like, like, beyond any... I, like, really, no one can argue with that. That's a, I, they literally... They, they, in front of your oh, family, I, I, they I, stand you up and they ask you what you think normal people said <laughs> when, when they said something. Uh, uh, what is what makes Miss Piggy different from a real pig? And you and, and you, the person that slams the buzzer down first and goes, she has hair. <laughs> um, they, they they win if if the most people think like them, they win. And the person who has the slightest fucking potential to not connect dots that are right next to each other, they're, they're, and just on the off chance Picasso wandered in with his family to Family Feud, he's going to be burnt at the fucking stake on this show. That's what it's about. Think of you, you, you will be labeled as the reason you let your family down. You think differently. You're an asshole. You're a psycho. Name, name, name. So what do you think everyone said when they eat a brownie? Er, yummy. Uh, you win, you win. What were you going to say, asshole? Uh, flower. Fuck you, get out of here. Who the fuck are you? What the fuck's with you? Do you have fungus in your brain? Get them get away. It's like, 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 it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, like on the playground. It's like, it's like, it's like, terrible family feud. Family feud, the title, like, I think that's a beautiful idea. Pit families against each other for sure. Yeah. Like, 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 the, make it, make it tribal and go, okay, what makes the Harmons different from the Johnsons? You know, the Harmons rule. You know, why do we rule? I don't know. Like, we, because we, uh, I don't know, we have our own language. You know, like, we should win if we, if we're able to communicate with each other better and we're weirder. <sighs> I don't know how to design that game. It's not my job to make uh, 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 game shows. I just know that Family Feud is definitely a celebration. What, what's of... your beef with Steve Harvey, though? Well, he's participating. <laughs> what are you talking about? What's my beef with anybody that hosts that show? The last guy killed himself, didn't he? Why do you think? <laughs> because he was... I, I'm sure if there was a note, I'm sure it was like, I'm tired of being a cog in a human grinder. I can't take it. Like the karmic energy has come back from out, out from my asshole and into my mouth, and it's like I, I'm poltergeisting myself. I want to die. Wait, R Richard Dawson killed himself? No, no, the guy that replaced him. Richard Dawson just died of grief. I'm sure. Who? Rick Holmes. Ray Combs. Ray yeah, Combs. Richard, Richard Dawson just, just, just was able to sustain that toxin going through his body. Well, because like, he subverted the show by being a, just a fucking fantastic very alcoholic. Very congenial, very congenial, he, he, very he drunk. Had, like, he was purple drunk. His, his skin took on hues. He was, that, like, fucking, he was just like nuclear sunset, orange, purple. Yeah, yeah. He was awesome. He was drunk 70s drunk. Yeah. Pat, was, Patton Oswalt has a whole routine oh yeah, about... about Pat, uh, if you haven't heard... I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure most of you had. Patton Oswalt has, is the final word on Richard Dawson's beautiful drunkenness. So then he got replaced by that guy. But that guy, I think he killed himself, didn't he? Is that true? Anybody? Uh, this guy? Suicide? What's your name, sir? Uh, uh, just, Sean Combs. <laughs> uh, Sean in our, our front row is a historian of oh, Family Oh, is that? Feud. Wait, that's not. Uh, I thought it was Snap the Jap for a second. It is. Okay. So, see, the thing is, you can't call yourself Snap the Jap. I can't tell you're Asian. It's like, like it's, it's not. You're not Asian enough that I go, oh, it's Snap the Jap. It's a terrible name. Change your name. His Twitter name is Snap the Jab. I think as we go along, we're, we're going to start amassing a full cast of characters. At, at some point, the entire audience will be people that we know by first name. We have to, we have to sit them all over there. It's a, like, it'll be like Hollywood Squares. Uh, yeah. <sighs> well, that was a dead end. Uh, 
I just think that Family Feud should be outlawed. I don't think Dungeons and Dragons should be because it's an exploration of the mind. And uh, my my uh, the most exciting thing that's going to happen tonight is Spencer's going to come up and we're going to start our first Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Yeah. For those of you who are, who are just joining us for the first time, uh, three, uh, three episodes ago, we decided to play Dungeons & Dragons. Two weeks ago, we brought up a Dungeon Master, Spencer. Uh, last week, he created our characters for us, and now we're going to bring up Spencer, our, dun- our Dungeon Spencer. Master. Are you ready, Spencer? <laughs> Does this thing work? Yeah. Yeah. You want me over there? Yeah. Are you comfortable at a? You need a tabletop, right? Yeah, to roll dice your, on and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why don't we talk to him up here for a second, and then we'll okay. s- we'll send him off to the cornfield. Well, first I want Spencer and the audience to understand that anything that goes wrong tonight, because I don't think this has ever been attempted. Uh, a live Dungeons and Dr- Dragonsing uh, at a, a podcast. There might be a very good reason for that. <laughs> if if that turns out to be the case, it's all the heat's on me, man. This is not Spencer's a stand-up guy. He volunteered, shot his hand up when we asked if there's a dungeon master in the audience. <laughs> he he has leapt to this duty. If this goes wrong, it's not because there's anything wrong with Spencer. Uh, I just want to uh, make sure that's clear because I'm sure we all become dungeon masters because we don't want something to be wrong with us that, that we that we. Do deeply fear is. Um, so I don't want to be... I don't want to push you further the into psychosis. The dungeons truly hide my hurts and salt pains. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm back in high school already. Uh, so do you think you're comfortable over there? Do you, want that, do you want that black linen off of the table? Is that, is that not dice, uh, dice uh, amenable? <laughs> I, I, it'll be fine, yeah. All right, you'll be fine. Okay. Spencer, I have a question for you. Uh, how old were you when you first... Uh, DM when you first uh, mastered a dungeon. Back before I knew what Dungeons and Dragons is, we used to just play pretend, you know. But we do the same basic things, and then someone's like, "Hey, have you heard of Dungeons and Dragons?" And we were like, "Wow, let's make this more complicated." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were four. <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess I was in like uh, fourth grade. I don't know what age that is. Fantastic. Uh, I you, do remember. It's funny. I remember being in grade school, and I remember there was this kid. Uh, God damn it! What was his name? I'll never remember it, but I, I wish I could give him props because he really, you just remind, you just made me realize that was, it starts so much earlier. Like, all kids play make-believe. All kids play hot lava. There's a dinosaur and all this stuff. But then some kids start playing football. And, uh, and then there's other kids that are like, fucking hot lava just started getting good. Uh, <laughs> and I remember, like, being on the playground and being, like, fi- playing hot lava to the fucking, like, like hilt with uh, two kids. One, one, one kid's name was Sean Malarkey, which sounds like a fake name. Sean Malarkey! Because his, his name literally means fake. Uh, I, I, I would be disappointed if it was a normal name. Your friend's names are absolutely uh, And then it was a, another kid. God damn it. It was like, ah, God damn it. Uh, it, was like, it, was, it was, I think he was Armenian. It was like... Uh, 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 Fuzznick uh, Aspatch. Uh, it doesn't matter. But I, I only want to think of it because I want to like to think that he'd wander into it and get props for it. But he was the fucking best. He would, he would, he would play... It was a, a form of hot lava called just Jaws because Jaws was popular. So the, the, it changed, like, like there were sharks everywhere. And he would he he would tell us where we were safe from the shark water and where the sharks were and stuff and and we would just like like the the thirty minute recess would just like evaporate instantly it's like you couldn't believe it like like I, I just the, the, the and pulling yourself away from this world where anything was was possible and you're acting out these adventures and then you have to go trudge back to math class and all this stuff it's like. 
What a bummer. I, I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that's, I, I never made that correlation, actually. That was that's the beginning of Dungeons and Dragons. It's like you, you hang out with your friends and you're, you're improvising storytelling on, uh, out on the playground. Hey guys, it's Spencer. I'm here to issue a formal apology and talk to you about MeUndies. You see, recently we were in Oklahoma for a show, and at the end of the show, Dan took all his clothes off, ran around like a fool trying to get attention. It was a lot of fun. Everyone loved it. They loved it so much, I was jealous. I wanted to get some attention for myself. I took off all my clothes, ran around too, but I crashed into a table, spilled McDrinks all over myself. And uh, I just want to tell you that you don't have to have all your underwear disintegrate off of you like I did. You can use MeUndies and elevate your underwear game to the next level. What is me undies? Oh, just some seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door that won't disintegrate when you crash into a table of drinks. MeUndies are designed in LA and made from sustainably sourced micro-modal, a fabric three times softer than cotton and three times less disintegratable. MeUndies Softer Than Soft Lux Undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns, so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style, even if your style is crashing into beverages or just swimming in your own pants. And guess what? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And you save a lot of money by not getting arrested for public indecency. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash Harmontown, and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, floodproof your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. That's MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. Ground. All right, so Spencer, how do we kick this off? How do, uh, how, how do we begin? I think a he's campaign? probably got some setup to do, some physical. Because Dan, Dan has played this before back in the, in the olden days. I've never played this before, really. So uh, you're going to have to walk uh, me through it, but uh, also our audience and our listening audience through it. All right, so basically, um, we're going to be telling a story, and I'm going to be kind of like making the set and coming up with the non-player characters. And you guys are going to be acting the parts of your player characters, which are Sharpie butts a lot and. Uh, <laughs> And Quark. <laughs> so um, basically how, how it'll go yeah. down is uh, you'll say you want to do something, and then you'll roll a dice, or I'll roll it for you on the table since I'm over here. You can roll it for us. All right, well, there you go. And then I'll tell you if you, like, screwed up or whatever. Yeah. It's just basically he's telling us a story, but we decide what we do in the story. And then to simulate the chaos that is life, like, he rolls dice and has charts and stuff that he uses at his discretion. So he'll be asking you what you're going to do next. You can do anything you want. Let's get it on. Everybody, Spencer. Right. The beginning of our campaign. Do, do, do campaigns have names? Do what? Do campaigns have names? Is there a title for our campaign? I'm, I'm pretty sure sometimes they do. I didn't name this. I thought it was just like, I don't know, just anything. We used to have, we used to have modules. When, I, uh, you buy, when you buy them in the store, they have titles, obviously. But we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Spencer set up. I can, I, can, I can fill the time of him setting up. I always forget to tell this story. Schraub's not here tonight. He came up. He told a story about cleaning his butthole. Uh, that will not soon be forgotten. Uh, but I, 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 and I, because that was so exciting, I forgot to tell my favorite Schraub story, which is uh, when I was on the set of Heat, Vision, and Jack with him, which we co-created, so we're on the set of this thing. This is pre-9-11. The, the sun is different. Uh, uh, there's no moon. Um, nothing, nothing that you kids are familiar with is 
we were just we were standing on a set of a Jack Black motorcycle show, uh, uh, and uh, and that we wrote, and and, and it, it says that Jack drives a motorcycle through a wall, so they're making a wall that someone can drive through, and we're like, holy shit, we're gonna get in trouble. Um, there's a medical guy on every TV and movie set. It's uh, for insurance purposes. There's a, like a he's like a he's, his job is to you know obviously if someone's finger flies off he has to reattach it or call the ambulance or whatever. But but because that rarely happens on a good set, the medical guy tends to like hand out. Uh, emergency like vitamin C powder and kind of kind of just shoot the shit with people and uh, uh, kind of centers around a medical thing so this guy this guy the medical guy on the set of Heat Vision and Jack was talking to me and Schraub about uh, Diet Coke because Rob was a headlong into a serious Diet Coke addiction and uh, and the, and the and he's like yeah man I really got to stop drinking so much Diet Coke I got to stop and the uh, medical guy said the uh, because uh, and Rob's like, yeah, because it makes me so jittery and stuff. And, the, and then the medical guy says, uh, yeah, well, also, you know, just so you know, like, it makes your dick soft. And and Rob had this weird reaction on his face, like it didn't fit like what he was hearing. He, he, it looked like intrigue, like <laughs> instead of repulsion and and uh, or, or dismissal. And 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 he said, really, really, like 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 velvet. <laughs> I was like, no, Rob, no, it ma- it makes it not erect. And, R- and Rob goes, oh no, I thought I thought he meant like if you pour it over it, like, like he <laughs> he wasn't kidding, man. Like 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 Rob, Rob was like thinking about his dick like a Ferrari, like 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 you put a chamois on there, like you really give it a sheen and like like make it soft to the touch, like make it irresistible. Baby, your dick is so soft tonight. Oh. <laughs> I dicked it in a pitcher of Diet Coke last night. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was amazing. Uh, that's, that's, that's the price Wait, of being able I, to draw. Are you sure that Rob wasn't right? Uh, I don't know that if you pour Diet Coke over your dick, it doesn't get really soft. I don't know. Let's find out. All right. Uh, for those of you at home, I'm doing it. Oh, it's really soft. I don't know where that's going. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to start? Okay, well, I th- we, 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 we hand it over to Spencer's hands. He's the sort of narrator of the... Because uh, we don't... Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Sharpie butts a lot and Cork are on the road to a treasure vault known as the Trove. A local sage named Daravon has asked you to investigate the Trove as a result of recent scrying having heard from beyond that a fragment of greatness is about to be revealed in this world. <laughs> the path is dirt, and it's a warm, sunny day in Coldona. Rolling hills stretch on to, around you, but the path ahead bends into some woods to the base of a great cliff. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you like see already. No, it's fucking Spencer, everybody. Right now, come on. <laughs> Yeah, in an ideal universe, yeah. he's Jimmy Page. Yeah. Like he gets applause for his uh, yeah. his no. DM solo. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a partial right now. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're 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 on a path and it's heading into a, a, a. Yeah, you're on path to go into the woods unless you guys want to like stop or something. Well, all right. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go for uh, it. Like, Any how, questions? How do we know each other? All right. You guys are friends. You met on a mission to the Howling Mine, and uh, 
you became friends and you adventured together and you found out that you're better and you can get paid more if you work together as a team. Oh, like we were kind of met as rivals, like a kind of Indiana Jones and Belloc. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. And then we... Uh, and, and what, what's if your you guys want to subscribe to the prequel someday. <laughs> what is your... What, what's your racing... I'm uh, a human uh, uh, wizard. All right. He casts spells and he has like a hawk. All right, I, mean, I, I have I, a hawk. I, I guess as a, as, a no, as a gnome barbarian, I'm a, I'm a pretty whimsical kind of. You know, I'm an emotional guy. Yeah, for sure. I, I you know, I, I, I go into flights of fancy. I, 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 before I before I go into this wood, I'd probably stop and ask this human magic user wizard uh, wh- what he thinks is best. I mean, well, I would say Sharpie we, butts a lot. What do you think? <laughs> I would say that uh, because I have a hawk uh, familiar, and you tell me, Spencer, what's allowed with these familiars, I would say, is this like a Beastmaster situation? Can I send the hawk up to get like a, bir- a literal bird's eye view? You can't like read his mind, but when he comes back, you can like look at him and know what he's seen, you know? Really? Yeah. Like to the point where it's like a ter- like I can know the terrain and not quite to that extent. It's not that smart, but yeah. But better better safe like, than uh, yeah. Nah, oh, I, there's a cliff. Oh, okay, there's some yeah. trees. I don't know. Or there's like, a giant like. If uh, there was, I mean, I'm not going to tell you yet. Well, no, no, I know. But uh, yeah, definitely. Okay, all right. Well, I was, you know, why not? Let's, Send, that's let's, a fair let's, question. Let's, let's go in the woods. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm spoiling for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy, Cork. Hey, you, You're so, you I, love cigarettes and riddles. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I have a riddle for you. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> is, is it about cigarettes? <laughs> uh, what, did, what, uh, uh, what did one octopus say to the other octopus? Uh, ink? No, no, no. <laughs> well, that's how they communicate. <laughs> I get mad when you easy, don't know the Easy, answer. easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hold your hand, 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 hand. All right. Well, that makes no sense to me because there's no Beatles in this universe. <laughs> to my knowledge. Oh, uh, uh, no, no one's going to get jiggy with anything. You know what? Uh, if we didn't have so much success in the Calderon mines... <laughs> Or whatever the fuck. What did we learn, Cork? I, 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 we learned to work together. Yeah. All right. So, look, uh, an ounce of prevention, dot, dot, dot. Right. I'm going to send my hawk up. What's my hawk's name? Uh, Avenger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a cooler name than I do. The audience didn't pick it. I'm gonna <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to send my hacky hawk's name up into the uh, uh, ether and see what he uh, if he comes down, see if he has any alert alarms about what he sees ahead of us. No, you're too cautious. You're too cautious. Quirk, listen. My caution, as you know, has sometimes saved our necks. Ah! The hawk returns. All right. You catch him on your arm. Avenger, what see you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he probably doesn't understand that. No, I know. I, 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 I'm sorry. I just, I, I just went to heaven for a moment. <laughs> this is the whole game. You spent your whole high school years getting laid. Like, see what you missed? What? Speakers to a gnome? Dustly? <laughs> what, what, what be high school? <laughs> All right. Avenger, what, 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 what say you? My... He said he sees four little-looking people at the at the base of a big cliff, um, hitting a door. Hmm. For so that sounds like 
uh, 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 there's four little people hitting the base of a... I'm uh, a, I'm a little people. Let's yeah. go help those little people out. All right. Well, it sounds like, uh, yeah, certainly if you saw anything worse than that, we would have heard about it. So I'm going to rush... Let, let's rush headlong toward that door. <laughs> how, 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 what, do we have an eye on the distance uh, between us and that event? You head... Head, or you rush headlong towards the door. All right. Just like I said. <laughs> All right. Lesson learned. Walk, 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 walk. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Sharpie. Yeah. Uh, what's red and smells like blue paint? <laughs> I, I, red paint. <laughs> Nobody ever gets that. All paint smells the same. <laughs> Do you need a cigarette? <laughs> Have you got one? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I I, could... I, I t- I'm trying to quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do we, do we, <laughs> how, how far to the... You charge across the bend, and you see a clearing. There's the base of the cliff with the large door, just as Aventure had mentioned, and you see in front of it four goblins trying to puzzle at how to get in. They don't seem to notice you yet. Goblins? These are, this is not cool, man. Are, are they friendly? Or no, not? no, they're goblins. I have a... <laughs> Look... Let's just let's just go away. <laughs> no, I agree. What, what's in the what's behind the door? Well, we're first level. Yeah, we. I don't think we should fuck with four goblins either. <laughs> I, I gotta say though, my my natural barbarian curiosity wants to know what's behind that door. If there's four goblins to try, well, it's to where we're in. going. Yeah. We, the, the scryer that told us to come okay, here. I, 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 how, how about this? Let me go talk to the goblins. I'm, you can't I'm, talk to I'm goblins. Short. I'm short. They'll, 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 they'll see me as one of their own. There's they? no talking to goblins, man. <laughs> They're like monsters. They're absolute monsters. If you, can I, can I, I don't, uh, on the back page, it'll say the languages at the bottom. Not that. The other one? Yeah, but the page behind that, towards the bottom, languages. All right. Do you see languages? Yes. Yeah, yeah, does yeah. it say goblin? No. Nope. What does it say? Common gnome giant. All right, you don't speak goblin. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, common elvish dwarf orc undercommon I mean, undercommon was I, that like I, cockney? I, I studied it in high school but I, uh, I I only remember like a few words you realize I, that goblins might speak undercommon oh really Maybe. I also speak abyssal in case we run into James Cameron uh, uh, can, can you? Uh, if you so, okay, so can, can, as background, as a guy in this world, I would know this. I'm just asking you a common knowledge question. Are goblins ever anything other than thuggish uh, bastards? Like, are they? Is there any point in ever talking to them? Or, I mean, they've been known to form societies, but you know, generally <laughs> they cause a menace. All right. Well, uh, uh, look, I say I'm, I'm a plus one attacking goblinoids. What's a goblinoid? Yeah, That's yeah, a goblin no. or let's, goblinoids. Let's, let's fuck them up, man. Huh? Let's just do it. Let's fuck them up. Let's go fuck these goblins up. All right. <laughs> right? I mean, Audience? Yeah. Okay. All right. I, would, I, th- I feel the gods uh, urging us on. So here's the thing. Before, wait, wait. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Don't, no, no, no. I have a crossbow. I'm good with a crossbow. Yeah, so they we still can, haven't we can noticed take you. one out before you fly into a rage. All right. So take... I want to fire my crossbow at All one right. of them. You aren't the best shot, but let's try it. Ah, uh, Sharpie. You fire a bolt loose from your crossbow. It whizzes past a goblin and thunks in the cliffside. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Now they know we're here. Now they know they're here. This is, t- this is time for my catchphrase, which is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear it a lot. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, uh, fly into a rage right, and take him out. I'll, I'm going to go study magic. I mean, uh, 
Spencer, what are my chances of taking on four <laughs> goblins on my own? You can run up to one and hit it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's fucking light this fucking firecracker and see what oh, happens. Shit. Launching put- yourself at the goblin, you draw your sword and in a clean slice, slash, slash at him. He rolls the dice. <laughs> you hit the goblin. Fuck is- yeah! Never had a lesson. He is cleft in twain. <laughs> Sorry, what happened? He is cleft in twain. Cleft in twain? Cleft His in two twain, halves fall bloodily Edward. to the floor. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I would... I would uh, I think Ray of Frost sounds pretty uh, 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 aggressive. Yeah, for sure. I'm like to cast Ray of Frost. <laughs> With a magical gesture of your hand, a Ray of Frost fires forth towards a goblin. You hit the goblin. Yeah! And he freezes and falls and shatters into pieces. Whoa! Yeah, if you would have hit that first one with a crossbow, we'd only have one dude left. <laughs> well, I, I'm practicing. It's, a, it's, it's my B plan. Crossbow. All right, it's the goblin's turn. You could use a cigarette right now. God damn it. <laughs> goblin's turn. Wait, wait, wait. It's my turn? No, it's the goblin's turn. They oh. whirl around and notice that two of their brethren lie slain on the floor. They scatter like ants. Ooh. Did we scare him off? You scared him off, we man. We said to fucking... Dude, if you kill two of them before they turn around... We're like the cactus bunch. <laughs> Dan and Jeff are hugging everybody. Right. It's a tender moment. <laughs> Spencer, Spencer, I say if, you, if, if you'd be willing, will you stay put, like kind of like the Paul Schaefer to a very nerdy Tonight Show... Or whatever David Letterman hosts, uh, and because uh, we may need to come back to this because it's it's already working. Let's let's yeah, just talk, let's talk about our buttholes. Gather for your a, thoughts. Uh... Yeah, because we're now we're at the door and we sent these goblins are running right. So we're, yeah, that's the case. So a little bit of a, a nice little Breaking Bad some downtime. AMC commercial break for uh, for for our we're, Dungeons and Dragons we're, adventure. We're, we just created what I can only be described as podcast history. Just yeah, like, yeah. no, it's podcast dynamite. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's like, I like mean, I, if I, Garrison I, Keillor knew how to do this shit, he, <laughs> he would have done it. Uh, speaking of goblins, holy shit, think of this segue. This is what I wanted to share with people. Halloween is quickly approaching. Now, here's the thing. We decided we're all dressing as Jareth from Labyrinth for Halloween. Yeah. I'm sorry I burped while telling you that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we were watching uh, Aaron McGathy, uh, Dan's girlfriend, uh, made us watch uh, Labyrinth, uh, which was one of, is your, you could say it's your favorite movie, right? or among your favorite movies. Uh, my, my favorite movie as a, as a kid. Your, fa- your favorite movie growing up. So we watched it, and I hadn't seen it in a long time, and, we, and David Bowie, if, you don't, if you've never seen the movie, if you don't recall, David Bowie has a n- number of awesome costumes. He's got big, like, rock and roll hair, and generally a giant cock, like a huge cod piece. <laughs> And high boots, and uh, he, he's kind of an asshole in it, but so, but so is everybody. Like, that's a movie full of, full of bad people. So we decided that we, we were all going to have a competition on Halloween. That, that it was, we were all going to dress as Jareth, Bowie's character from Labyrinth, and made the best Jareth win. But we wanted, uh, whenever our closest uh, <clears throat> Harmontown is to Halloween, we, we invite any of you uh, here tonight or listening to come as Jareth, because Dan and I certainly will be dressed as Jareth. Yeah. Aaron, um, almost absolutely certainly. And I, I, what we'd like to have is a, a nerd melt full of Jareths. <laughs> 
just a bunch of Jareths, for better or for worse. Uh, we, we might have a little talent show or a, a little yeah. costume contest. And then we're going to all go to one bar together. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to take, take that bar over. And my, my deep abiding wish is that, is that we, we go to a bar <laughs> where one guy was dressed as Jareth. <laughs> It goes, oh, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we would like to confuse Los Angeles. Uh, Although, if we, we could all just go to a bar like the Roxy or something like that, uh, the Rainbow Room, or it's like something on the Sunset Strip, and they'd all just think we were Nikki Six or some shit. Are you feeling what I'm feeling? D&D withdrawal. Oh, shit. Don't I you mean, feel it? It's like, it's like God damn it, that's, uh, why, that's why I was I, fine. I, I can fairly hear the creak of that door. <laughs> As, as, the, as the corpses of those goblins lie rotting in the just, noon sun. Spencer, so we're at this door. We sent these goblins a scattered. Um, uh, so what is this door? Can we describe this door to us? All right, yeah. The path ends at the bottom of a sheetrock face. The natural rock extends upwards hundreds of feet to end in a cliff. Your path is flanked by trees. Channels are etched in the rock, carved by ages of trickling streams, paths down the cliffside. But in the heat of the summer, it's all dry. Jesus Christ, did you write that? Yeah, that's part of the job. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Set in the rock surface is a large gold door and a large gold arch. Standing a good 12 feet tall, the door lacks any handles or hinges, mm. but its surface is marred by scratches and cuts. Of course. Yeah, many, many men have been here before us and yeah, tried yeah. in vain, just as those goblins were. Yeah. We're going to have to approach this with the minds of, 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 of sentience. <laughs> All right. So, Quark, I'm going to confess, I, I drank a little bit before the campaign. <laughs> I have to hang a leak. Let's get inside. Well, I don't think it's that easy, Quark. Uh, the arch's keystone has a large pearl-colored eye whose lid is shut tightly. It appears to be made of a living material. The eye, there's like an eyelid in the door that's made of living material? Yeah, it's at the top of the door, like above the door frame. Oh, above the, and the arch. Hmm. It's made of a living material. I mean, do I, uh, Spencer, do I have any, any talents or skills that might... Uh... You, can, uh, you can look around. You can uh, maybe inspect the door. You can look, look on the floor. That's a skill. Looking okay. around is a skill, do, I, I promise. I, Spencer... Okay, uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to invoke my God-given right to look around. <laughs> You see a small square divot on the ground. It looks to be about 10 inches square. It has dust on it, but the dust has been recently disturbed. Hmm. I think there's a thing that goes in the divot, and that's like an Indiana Jones thing. Uh, that, uh, you know... Like if you have eye. any stuff in your inventory, you can use it. Inventory. Oh, nice, nice hint. <laughs> All right. If you so have any backpack, stuff in your inventory, you can use it. roll, a burlap sack, <laughs> a plant and steel. I got, I got seven throwing knives? Holy fuck. <laughs> Uh, a compass, a uh, ball of twine, it was a bedroll. I can't stick my backpack in there. That's just stupid. What is this? Small 10-inch square? <laughs> use that. Use that. What, is it, what, what does this say? Square what? Mirror. Mirror? <laughs> stick it in there. It's going to shine a light. It's going to shine a light. Why like... do I have a small 10-inch square mirror? Just because for the hell it's, of it? it's used for scrying sometimes. Oh, okay. All right. So a scry. Look, I'm no wizard, and I'm no human. I'm saying stick it in there. I think the sun's going to beam in there. and then uh, here's what, here's, Yeah, here's what goblins couldn't figure out. I put my small 10-inch square mirror into the divot that's so, what, that, that's so that what the sun said. reflects into the uh, eyeball. As you have said it, it happens. The light streams <laughs> into the eye. <laughs> Don't read ahead, Dan. <laughs> the eye winks open, and you see that it's made out of a giant crystalline substance. 
It starts to glow. The door disappears. Ooh. Nice. You know what? I got to say, Sharpie, Sharpie, let's just take this moment. (laughs) It's like we can't lose. (laughs) You can see there seems to be swinging pendulums down the hall. The hall looks to be covered in gold. Hmm. Uh, I got a bad right. feeling about that. Well, I don't like these pendulums. Swinging they're... pendulums. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like booby traps. Yeah. Um, get, can I use my low light vision that I have here? Yeah. You can make out charred skeletons on the ground. Charred, charred. skeletons. Okay, mm. this seems like a fucking. Seems like a pendulum driven torch trap. <laughs> I'm making it up. <laughs> hmm. All right, so, so how, how do we proceed here? Well, you're tiny. Maybe if you just run ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a bad pitch, but you know. I, don't, I would like to I would like to cast detect magic. <laughs> all right, you detect magic. Dan, we would all like to cast detect magic. Uh, it's a spell that I know, right. asshole. Let's fucking do it. You detect strong magical auras coming from the eye that seems to be glowing and coming yeah. from inside the dungeon. All right. Well, okay. No big surprise there. <laughs> Burnt that up. Uh, All right, look, we got, we got, we got. I don't. We got pendulums and we got charred skeletons. I've uh, got small size, man. I can. Maybe I can. I can wheedle my way through. Just go there. crawl. Just crawl in there. All right, I'm gonna. Craw- I'm gonna try to crawl through there. You enter the room. It's actually a large hallway. It goes down about sixty feet, and it's interspersed by golden pendulums that swing back and forth. Are they sharp and scary? They aren't sharp and scary, but their pendulums hold crystal lenses that seem to be focusing a white beam that's shooting from the eye in the doorframe down the hallway. As... (laughs) Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Tomb Raider. (laughs) (laughs) No, what what are you you thinking, Quark? I'm not thinking anything. As the pendulums swing, you notice that they break the white beam of light and reflect it across the room. It seems dangerous. But down the hall, the white light is attempting to melt through a door. Let's stop those pendulums. How do we do it? I don't know. I'm so drunk. <laughs> I got to have you with me in this mission. I really, I, 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 I thought this would be easier. I, I got so much paperwork here. I'm, I'm really starting to regret my choice to be an adventurer. <laughs> so my dad wanted me to... Make chairs. <laughs> I'm making that up about my character. So the, <sighs> I should have made chairs. So I, I, how do we attempt to? Can we just go up and physically stop these pendulums from? You moving? can definitely try. Yeah, let's try that shit. I, I, I want to go up and stop one of these pendulums. All right, you walk up to a pendulum and attempt to stop it. Let's roll. All right. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> You grab onto it, but you can't stop it. It starts to swing. Do you let go? You think you might, your fingers might get smashed if you don't let go. I'll let go. All right. <laughs> you let go. The pendulum is still swinging freely. You haven't seemed to stop it. Maybe something in the room can stop it. Let's, All right. look, let's look around. Yeah. Oh, well, look around. Look, look around. around. Look, look around. around. Look around. God damn it. All right. Well, you don't see anything, I'm afraid, but Sharpie spies that a square on the floor looks a different color of gold than the rest of the floor. All right. Well, then I said I put the mirror in the square. It's not a divot. You can put the mirror on the square. Yeah, I put the mirror on the square. All right. You put the mirror on the square. (laughs) It is sitting on the floor. (laughs) Dumbass. I look up on the ceiling from, the, from where the square on the floor is. You notice a button on the ceiling. Okay, all right. 
Uh, how high is it? Can I reach it? You might be able to boost Cork on your shoulders, and he can reach it. All right. Don't you even fucking think about it. <laughs> Remember what happened on the Calderon mines? <laughs> Just please, can you once yeah. stop I, riddling I, I, and... I still have a scar on my head. Get on my shoulders and press uh, the button. You son of a bitch. We'll edit out the parts where we couldn't figure this out for a long time. <laughs> All right. And we're going to seem like gods. <laughs> Wait, Sharpie. Let me get in your shoulders. Sure. Quirk gets on Sharpie's shoulders if it's possible. It is possible. The button is pushed. The first pendulum grinds to a halt. Ah. Are there any more buttons? Well, there's probably two more, right? Do you look on the ceiling? I, I did. I look on the ceiling. You see two more buttons down the hallway. Push that shit, motherfucker! All right, you successfully push the buttons. The pendulums grind to the halt. Oh, and it's so easy. I was, I was going to waste a ball of twine on that. <laughs> Sharpie. You would have caused what a did, huge mess. What did one elevator say to the other, uh, the other elevator? Uh, need a lift? No. No! <laughs> I think I'm coming down with something. Yeah. This guy I, loves I love, riddles. In the middle of a campaign, I, I he loves love riddles. riddles. <laughs> all right, so we press all the buttons and uh, the pendulums all stop. The beam is focused through the pendulums and it melts the door. The door dissipates. All right. So, so, so far, so good. Another stopping point. We should probably camp here for the night. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, everybody. Spencer. Uh, It's our fault. Look, I mean, if it's going to take us 20 minutes to get through a bloody door. Well, that's the thing. It's Dungeons and Dragons. It's not, uh, you know, it's not uh, Die Hard, you know? You're never 90 minutes from John McClane saving the day. That's the appeal of Dungeons and Dragons. I like it. I, I like that you and I and the audience here, I, who I can, I really can sense they were, they were wrapped uh, did you notice? I don't want to play into a stereotype, but did you notice that the, the, uh, the, the couple of exasperated sighs and kind of get on with it? So the, the female voices, like it was like what, there were, they were they, 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 something, something about women. They, they can sense a waste of time before a man can. <laughs> they're 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 more. It's, it's a sexist cliche, but, but they're more intuitive. They just know when something's not worth. But as we get better, we're going to start looking around more, right? No, yeah, we can. We, we, first of all, we we'll. we'll well, yeah, we can set up like a looking around macro. <laughs> you know, we just hit that button. We look around. Yeah, we look control around. Control F means fucking look around. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you liked it when you cleaved that guy in twain. It felt good. <laughs> it felt real good. All right, what what else do we talk about? Um, I'm tr I'm trying to pour a drink. Like right, comp troll for a change. Can we talk about? Let's see what we got here. I want to talk a moment about you. Uh, Dan Harmon is a writer. Thank you. He's a writer, um, and yet most of my writer friends are, are completely incapable of telling an actual joke. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, Dan can't tell a joke. You, you would think that's that that's an easy thing. Cause like a, a joke is simply a quick three-act play. A guy goes into a bar, the guy says this, and the punchline is it, it's a boom, boom, boom. Three-act play. You'd I'm think a terrible be, joke teller. You're the worst at it, and uh, we, we tried to coach you. On, on telling a joke. To the point where I swear to God, I've tried to tell the same joke a 
a thousand times and I still can't tell it. Because you get caught up in the uh, is it is it stage fright or is it the idea? I don't know what it is. It's I I, I, I don't know what it is. Try to t- try to tell the welders mask joke because the, 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 the joke. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Wel- okay. Do, do you remember the joke? Yeah. 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 Of course. And, and, and don't don't intentionally. No. No. I'm not gonna fuck it up on purpose. I right. swear to God, I'm gonna try to I, tell. I, I think this, and I'm not, I'm not trying to over uh, like to, to tee this too high. I think the welders mask joke is the finest joke joke ever written. <laughs> And uh, it's uh, it, but it, it it's you have to finesse it. It has to be just right. So look, <sighs> here's Dan Harmon trying to tell. Okay, all right. The welder's mask joke. So there's this eight year old kid, and he's walking on the side of a road, <laughs> and he finds a welder's mask. So he puts it on his head, and he flips it down, and he flips it back up, and he flips it down. And he's like, ah, oh, it's a welder's mask. It's fun, fun to have one on. <laughs> And he's walking down the road, and a pickup truck, <laughs> pickup truck rolls up alongside him on the road. Pickup <laughs> truck. And uh, and the driver says, "Hey kid, do you want a ride from me?" And uh, and the kid goes, "Eh, yeah, fine." And he uh, get, gets in the uh, gets in the truck, and he's driving with the guy. And the kid the kid flips the welder's mask down. Flips it back up. He's playing with it. It's, it's fun to have a welder's mask as a kid. It's more fun for them than it is for a welder. It's for certain, for a welder, it's it's uh, it's it's just vocational uh, banality. It's something you do to protect your eyes. For a kid, it's like exciting. He feels like Darth Vader. So he's just playing with it, and the. Uh, and the guy driving the pickup is driving the kid along, and he goes like, "Hey, kid. Uh, hey, uh, have you uh, have you ever heard of uh, massage?" <laughs> and uh, and the and the kid flips the welder's mask up and goes like, uh, uh, "No, no." Uh, flips it back down. The guy drives a little longer and goes, "Hey, kid. Have you ever heard of?" Uh, Fellatio? Kid flips the uh, welding mask back up. Huh? No, no, no. Flips it back down. Driving for a little while longer. Long pause. Twice as long as the last two, because here it comes. Uh, guy says, hey, kid, have you, do you know what a, uh, what a pedophile is? And the kid flips up his mask in exasperation and goes, look, I got to tell you, I'm not a real welder. <laughs> Jeff's giving it up. See, I can't tell that joke right. Apparently, yeah. I, I mean, if, they, if you tell that joke right, these people erupt into applause. <laughs> First of all, the kid puts the welder's mask on. He gets in the car, and the guy says, "Do you know what fellatio is?" And the kid says, "No." Do you know what uh, sodomy is? The kid says, no. uh, "The kid says no." Do you know what a pedophile is? And the, and the, the, the kid says, "Look, Mister, I got to be honest with you. I'm not really a welder." <laughs> Funnier? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More concise. I, I'm not. I can't tell jokes. You're right. Do you, do you have another joke? Yeah, yeah. Do, do the one. The other one I can't. I've never been able to tell correctly is the uh, duck one. The uh, the. Uh, I'll tell, well, why, why am I identifying it with you? I'll try to tell it. Um, okay. So uh, and I'm covering my eyes. I'm trying to. Uh, before, so like, before you before you tell this, what do you think your problem is with telling jokes? I, t- I It's because I'm trying to put myself in the. Pl- I'm trying to describe to the audience like a situation that's happening, and I, I you know, it's important to be there at the. 
I don't know. But, 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 I think it's because jokes are purely semantic. Like there, there's a semantic like cadence. It's like 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 it, that has so it's 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 like it's like punnery. It's like it it, it it's a deception because it, it really has nothing to do with the actual scene that's happening. And yet it seems like it is. It seems like a guy's walking into a bar. You need to picture the guy walking into the bar. I always picture the guy walking into the bar. I'm trying to make my bad joke telling sound like it's part of a huge gift. Uh, I, I, I'm just bad at telling jokes. I don't. I, I, I'm just trying to describe like what happens in my brain. Like I, I, I try to tell the joke, and I try to. I remember the joke because I remember uh, uh, what happened to who, and then I start. So then I go there, and then I don't say the right combination of words right. Because like like the kid's supposed to say the certain combination of words, it's supposed to land that joke of this Jeffrey Ross fucking tough crowd with Colin Quinway, uh, you know, like the, those guys know how to do it, and I can't. I'm stuck in the moment. Like the kids get in the truck, and he could get raped if also, he's not careful. I think when you're telling a joke, that you you feel the silence that that, that you're hearing. <laughs> When people are listening to the joke as uh, some sort of indictment, that you no, you know, no, 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 it's not that. I swear to God, it's not that. All right, so let's hear the all duck, right, the duck, the duck, duck one. Joke. Like, really, just fire off from the fucking hip. A guy walks into a whorehouse, okay, and uh, and 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 he says, uh, "What do you got for me? I'm, I I want to have a whore encounter," and uh, <laughs> I'm not looking at you guys. Just stop. Stop engaging me. I'm just going to barrel through this. So the whore master, whatever you call them. <laughs> all right. So it's already falling apart. Like, the, 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 whatever you call them, the madam, the madam, the, the clerk, the whore clerk, says, uh, look, uh, like, like, uh, here, it's like, like, we're all out of whores right now. Uh, like, they're all busy. We're fresh out of whores. Uh, we are. They're busy. They're busy whoring. Like, I it's like... Uh, or, or no 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 I'm sorry okay so they, 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 he, she goes she, the, 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 he goes like uh, we're out of like, the whores are busy and uh, and uh, also like the ones that we have they're they're, they're, they're too expensive and uh, for you just judging from your clothing and, and the guy the guy the guy goes uh, all I have is a forget all that that happened just 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 understand that a guy walked into a whorehouse and then the horror person said, like, what do you want? And then the, this guy said, I have, a, I have a dollar. Okay, that's what he had. And this is a time when a dollar... Uh, he had a... He, he, this, is a this is a different can, can time. Can I have a cigarette? <laughs> this is a different time in America. You know? Like, there was a reasonable expectation for a dollar at a whorehouse. So he goes, I have a dollar. I have a dollar. And the horror master says uh, 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 well I, you know we don't have any whores for a dollar here times are changing there's telegraphs going up you know this is uh, you know this is I don't know what you came in here expecting but uh, um, so this, uh, would, this would be like the, uh, the mid 1800s I'll tell you you certainly can't have a human whore for, uh, for a dollar uh, what you can have is this duck and he pulls a duck out like uh, from underneath the counter the whore counter and says here, you can have a duck for a dollar you can have this duck. And the guy's like, oh, I came all the way into town. i certainly not going to go back. I've got, I've got all psyched up for... I, I, I've been talking to this guy for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, he t- so he gives the guy the dollar. He takes the duck upstairs. He goes upstairs. He, ca- he Actually, he ha- has a great time uh, with the duck. Uh, I, 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 you know, they, they, have, uh, they have vaginas. Um, I don't know why he has a great time. It doesn't matter. What, Aaron, what, why is every, like, what's the... I, I, Dan, Dan, you're doing great, honey. 
I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm telling you the joke is. I know the, the, the beauty is he say he has a he has a good time with the. I'm gonna speed through the rest of it. It's okay? amazing is that you're not you're not fucking around right now. This he is, has a this, good this, time. This is with how the he duck. tells jokes. He has for a real. great time with the duck. He comes down and he t- gives the duck back and he the, says the like, joke the, is I, uh, is uh, halfway over. Right? I had a guy. <laughs> I had a great time with this duck. Thank you. And he just leaves. It doesn't matter. Uh, so so he comes back the next day. And he says, uh, 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 "Listen, uh, uh, I, I, uh, can I, can I, uh, I, 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 uh, I brought another dollar. Can I have a, can I have, can I have the, can I have, can I have the duck again?" And uh, and they and they and the the whore tender puts the d- duck on the <laughs> counter and says and says, "Here's the here's the duck." Does the whore, I heard, I does the whore tender work beneath or above the whore master? Uh, it goes whore master, whore tender. Well, he was play, he was he was doing whore back. It's a, whore back, right? It's like you can't order okay. from the whore tender if he's right. whore backing. Right. <laughs> he was in the weeds. He's cleaning cleaning yeah. ducks out. Yeah. He said he puts a duck in the kind. I, I already fucked it up. I know this. Yeah. He, It's like the black stallion, like Aaron calling out your perfect. I'm going to tell the joke right. <laughs> he puts the duck on the counter and the and and oh, oh god damn it, I fucked it up. Okay, so, <laughs> so okay, you so, don't so, say. So, right, can you just rewind one day? Just rewind one day in the story. The guy. So what already happened is the is the first transaction where the guy got the duck and he had the time of his life. Okay, I'm sorry about this. So he, the guy comes back in. And he and he comes in and he goes, I'll take I'll take the duck, okay? And the guy puts the duck on the counter and he takes the duck. He goes upstairs, again has the time of his life, comes back down, puts the duck on the counter. The, the whore master says, uh, that'll be five dollars. And the guy says, yesterday it was a dollar. And the whore master says, that duck had AIDS. <laughs> Which doesn't say it doesn't. It doesn't seem like a funny joke to me either, but when I heard it told, everyone laughed. And I've been trying to tell it. You know why? Because their joke came in under 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> right, let me try one more. I swear to God I can tell this one right. Oh. Just one more, one more, one more, one more. I swear to God, that's why yeah. I will not. Uh, this, By the uh, way, wow, like, we serve breakfast, everybody. It's at, like, like, like three minutes, I, I'll be through this one. Like, not even, not even, I swear to God. Okay, 75-year-old man's walking down a sidewalk. He walks past a frog. The frog looks up at him and says, Hey, I'm a magical frog. If you kiss me, I'll turn into a beautiful princess, and I'll have sex with you for the rest of my, your life. And mine, probably. Uh, Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. And the old man says, what did you say? Because of the rule of threes. Oh, uh, you fucked it. You fucked it. You had no, it. No, no, no. You I fucking had it. Yeah, no, they're savvy. They know. He just has to repeat it. Like, 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 so he says, like, what did you say? And the frog says, I said I'm a magical frog. If you pick me up and kiss me, I'll turn into a beautiful princess, and I'll, I'll have sex with you for the rest of your life. The old man uh, uh, picks up the frog, puts it in his pocket, starts walking down the sidewalk, uh, walks for a block. The frog calls out from his pocket, hey, what are you doing? I said I'm a magic frog, and if you pick me up and kiss me, I'll turn into a beautiful princess and have sex with you for the rest of your life. The old man looks down at his pocket and says, I'm 75 years old. I think it's cooler to have a talking frog. (laughs) The Joke Master. (laughs) Next stop, 
uh, burn notice. What's that Jeffrey Ross show? The Burn the Man. Burn, the Burn. The Burn. The Burn. Man, that guy's looking weird. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Like, are does you, he know? Are does you he about, know? Are you about to roast Jeffrey Ross right now? Uh, I don't, can, can you? Can you roast a, a roaster? He's starting to look weird, isn't he? He's starting to look like the Vasquez Rock. Like, hey, he's it's becoming like a labyrinth character for sure. Speaking of labyrinths, <laughs> we're do back. You, do, no, we can't, right? No, no. The women will revolt. As I, they, you can hear them pop. They're like, no, get, 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 fuck you with your mirrors in your hallways. Don't go back into that dungeon. Well, I, I feel like that, uh, we have a huge room here, and it's, it's, I, I'm putting myself in their shoes, watching the two of us drink and flounder around in a hallway. There's probably people that go like, oh, fucking look it up. There's, there's buttons all over this place. So you want to have like, you want to bring somebody up who's like a little more like maybe they could help us be like a I spirit guide. It, do we have anybody? Is it, oh, oh, oh shit, we got. Oh, yeah. All right, you, oh God. Oh no, Adam. <laughs> all right, that's shit. Get up here. Uh, no. Who else raised their hand over there? Okay, uh, the two of you over there. All right, let's, let's bring these three up, for better or for worse. What are we doing? I, I, Stand over in the corner like a Greek chorus. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff just uncorked this bottle. With. <laughs> uh, 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 for those of you listening in podcast world, the, uh, the world's best boy band just walked on stage right now. <laughs> we have Adam, Adam on the uh, left in the middle. What's your name, sir? Me? Yeah, in the middle. Doug? Doug. Doug. Yep. And? Colin. Adam, Doug, and Colin, everybody. Yeah, collectively known as Dreamweaver. <laughs> Spencer, where were we? When we last left our heroes, they had just broken Dan, down Dan the just door. paused. Oh, sorry, sorry, Spencer. Dan just paused a moment to Instagram. What's going on right now? This is taking a picture of Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. All right, Spencer. I'm sorry. All right. So you want me? We keep going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. We're, we're trucking through that doorway, right? Yeah, you just melted the door. Do you want to look in it? Hell yeah. All right, you look through the door. (laughs) It's a large room that extends to the north and to the south. In front of you, the white beam continues on. It hits a large crystal red eye, but the eye doesn't seem to be reacting to the white beam. In the room are three large pillars, each containing glass objects. In the center is a large prism, and flanked on its sides are two large crystal globes. All right, well, this is like a, you know, obviously like a, a fruity uh, puzzle. I love riddles. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're, you, we're, we're going to want that prism, right? Well, it's based, yeah, it's, you know, you know ro- what, Dan? Ro- like, rotate like, the like, prism. You, you, and I, I, you and I could sit here all day. Why don't we consult uh, Dreamweaver? <laughs> Dreamweaver, you got any ideas? Doug. First idea is light refraction throughout the room. The crystal eye is the color red. The beam is white. You probably have to turn the beam red through the crystals to hit the eye to get to the next room. Uh, Doug, didoy. One step ahead of you, Doug. All right. Does this prism rotate? Is it, a, is it movable? You approach the pillar. It looks like it could be slid. Uh, like, I, hey, I got a sword. I'm a... Well, don't see, take it easy I'm, with the I'm, sword. I want to slit. I want to slit that shit. No, not slit. Slid. Slid. Oh shit. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Sorry. Just chop it with a sword. I'm gonna chop. I want to. I'll chop you with a sword. You fucking piece of so shit. So if you move, 
if you move the prism, like it, 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 is it can you God, move can, it into I the? I can murder a cigarette right now. I'll tell you. You move it into the white beam and it turns. Does it? Does do you want to try to do that? Yes. All right. You move the. You move the pillar containing the prism. It slides into place as the white beam hits it. The white beam splits into three beams, red, green, and blue. The red beam continues on and hits the crystal eye. It glows and you hear a far-off rumble. Nice. Way to go, Doug. Nice. Dream Weaver. I believe they can get us through the door. <laughs> Fucking Dreamweaver, okay. you guys are coming right. back next week, you know. All right. <laughs> so, we, 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 uh, so we opened another door. There's no door in this room. God oh. damn it! The green and blue beams go north and south. They look like they're hitting the far walls, but they're kind of near those pillars I mentioned earlier. Oh, uh, okay. So we move the pillars into the paths of their corresponding beams, right? All right. Well, do you try to do that? Yes. Yeah. Well, we... how do you do that? Do you do it, like, one at a time? What's up? Together, uh, we, we, we work in tandem. You we take the we, green one, I'll take the, the uh, blue one. And I'll be in Scotland before <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, you synchronize your watches. You push. We have watches? No. Okay. That's lying. All right. You push the, the pillars into the beams. You hear, a t- you hear a loud humming sound, and you feel a tingling sensation across your body, Uh-oh. a pulling on your skin, and then a, a tug behind your navel, and you feel yourself being teleported. Whoa. We're being teleported. I like it. <laughs> we choose to like it. <laughs> you enjoy the teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They apply. They, they apply. The audience no, applauds we're, it. We're on a journey, man. We're all we're, people you, love teleportation. You guys, we're, we're all in this together. <laughs> all right. So you appear. I'll explain this to you guys. All right. <laughs> There's a large open room before you. You think it must be a few hundred feet, and it seems to be rectangular. You can see across. There's a large pit splitting the room in two. It looks to be bottomless. You can see on the other side of the pit your friend, Sharpie, and your friend, Quark, across the pit on the other side. We're, he, we're, we're separated by this fissure in the middle of the room. Yes, this fissure is very wide. You don't think you could jump it. It's it's wider than the ledges. So you're we've been separated. On. You've been separated. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> All right. You reach out across the void, and somehow you know he can tell that you're there for him. So uh, do we need to get back together? Um, I don't know. Do you look around? <laughs> I <laughs> look. I'm always looking around, Spencer. All right. I, I, I look around. Across the chasm, you can see that red eye. Wait, chasm? Chasm. Fisher, bottomless pit. Chasm. Chasm. I uh, say words. Uh, okay. Don't try, I, don't try to subvert the I, judgment. I'm sorry. I, I look across chasm. Sabotage. Whatever else. I look across the chasm and I see what? You see the beam arcing across the room. It seems to be going down the path, but your path is blocked by a large crystal slab. You notice that your, the orbs that you are near are glowing and emitting blue and green light in a ray. It's hitting a statue. I, I turned my statue to reflect uh, or catch, receive uh, beams. As you light. have said it, it happens. You melt the blue crystal to, to nothing. Sweet. Wait, that's bad. No? <laughs> you can see past the crystal. Behind it is another crystal slab. It's the same color and another statue. Uh, do we have to keep turning statues? Maybe. I, 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 I'm going to turn one more statue. All right, you turn the statue. 
It refracts the beam into the slab, but behind the slab, after it disappears, is a statue of the color across the room. It's just, it's hard to, uh, I'm so drunk, you know? I, I really... Turn, turn the statue. I turn the statue uh, again. Turn, turn. All right. You turn the statue in much the same way, and it's, your path is now blocked by a crystal of the color of your partner across the room. Shit. Adam? It's the first time Adam and I have been on the same page. So now, we're, now we... Wait, wait, so let's set up camp and just get to know each other. Can we set up camp and just have a little powwow? Yeah, you can have a powwow. I mean, we're not together. There's yeah, a, well, I mean, you wouldn't a, be talking a, to each other. There's a fissure across... You can send hawk messages. Yeah, we can, we, can, we, can, we can see each other. And send me a hawk message. Let's just build a little fire and let's just, let's just talk about our backstory. All right. Um, my father hit me. <laughs> For real? That's why I wanted to learn magic. Uh, I, where did you study magic? Uh, at the Arcanium. That's very prestigious. Uh, do you have a scholarship, or did you? No, oh, it's. Are I, you I, born I, rich? No, you God no. You, you're one of those rich wizards. No, you didn't no. fucking earn it. Heavens no. no. You didn't earn it. Yeah, yeah. You know, anybody could go have a uh, get a scholarship to a wizard school. Watch your characteristic temper, Quark. Oh boy. I'll stab a wizard in a second. I am the definition of a bootstrapper. I, 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 I looked into the arcane arts because uh, I wanted to prove my father wrong about me. My father, actually, in point of fact, was a barbarian like you. Adam, get on mic. If you're, if you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna start being a PT Barnum here, guy. Flashback to the arcanarium where uh, Sharpie was teased mercilessly by rich, spoiled wizards. Right, played well, by their... You, Nate, played by Dreamweaver, I All right, go for it, guys. You guys It's the... Uh, <laughs> the magical dining hall. I'm so sorry, Spencer. I'm going to apologize to you after this. I'm so sorry. No, this is the great. The spoiled da- dining hall where he sits at the poor kid's table with a scholarship in air... Scholarship in Ariums. You guys mind if I sit here? Uh, hey, no. Yeah. <laughs> what are you... I do mind. Sharpie Bottom, new kid school. It's butts a lot. Yeah, butts. Oh, all right. Yeah, I see you with your with your your poor man spell. <laughs> what was that? Tale of Newt. You know, one of these days I'm going to be an adventurer. You guys aren't going to be shit. I'm going to learn spells and I'm going to detect magic. Sure you are. Yeah, yeah. You know where all the real adventures go? The Howling Mines. Sharpie. You, you have any idea where that is? Sharpie. Well, well, I'm waking up. I'm waking up next to the ca- ca- the fissure in the uh, 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 in the mines that we're in, right? Uh, oh, sorry, no. You, you, you're having a weird dream. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, hey, Quark over there. Yeah. Did you pick up on me having a weird dream? Yeah, yeah. You seem like you were talking in your sleep. Uh, I, my childhood was fucked up, man. <laughs> I got a lot to prove. Sometimes I wish I could I could I could launch into a rage like you and just like like make everything okay. I wish there was a way to uh, get out of this, uh, this, this room. All right. One, one more description of these beams of light and their configuration. Me, this is open to the whole bloody fucking nerd melt right now. Anybody has an idea right now? Right? Say what? Aim the what? Cross the beams. Wait. I thought you said that would be bad. Cross the beams. Is there a way, Spencer, to cross these beams? If you shoot the beams across the chasms at the other guy's wall, maybe something. I'm gonna, might I'm gonna chasm chasms. beam. I'm, I'm gonna beam my All chasms. Right. We shoot the beams across the chasm at the other guy's wall. <laughs> you melt the walls. Fuck yeah! We did it. 
<laughs> and scene. And, no, 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 no what, okay. What well, let's see? get a little. Let's get a little taste. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's find out what the next threshold is, and then we we'll stop yeah. it there. So we'll uh, take we, a peek we, through. We melted the walls. Now My or, guess: more light beams. More light beams. <laughs> Maybe. More. More. Square mirrors or possibly round mirrors. Where's the door in relation to the two guys in the because we're still separated from a by right. a yeah. Chasm. You don't see a door yet. However, as the the walls dissipate, you can see. Remember that red beam from earlier? Mm -hmm. How can I forget? <laughs> the red. <laughs> well, he's back, <laughs> and this time he means business. <laughs> All right. You can see that the red beam is hitting a crystal that seems to be block it from, blocking it from accessing a large crystal sphere that's hanging in the air. All right. All right. Well, that's the red our, beam that's is a... being blocked by a blue crystal, a green crystal, and behind that, a red crystal. <laughs> All right. There's your sneak preview of what lies in store. <laughs> uh, it's a... It's All right, so we should stop it right there, you say, right? Probably, yeah. It feels like the yeah. Glendale Galleria at Christmas time. It's just yeah. uh, th th there's your cliffhanger for next week. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what will the blue ray? <laughs> will will more beams be turned uh, toward other beams? What will what will reflect the beam? Will, will more tellas be ported? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Let's, let's, let's hear it for Dreamweaver, everybody. First, Dreamweaver, our our geek chorus. Our geek chorus? That's our, yeah, geek chorus. You like, said geek a, chorus. Yeah, you have I a Greek that. chorus, our geek chorus. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, Spencer, our dungeon master. Spencer, once our again. dungeon master. <laughs> All right, so uh, it's 9.55. We started at 8, 8.20-ish. We should, we, should, we should wrap it up. How do we wrap it up? Usually, we've gotten lazy. We've usually wrapped it up with a... Uh, Kind of rapid fire around, played a hacky, comedy, sportsy, uh, uh, I'll answer questions in three words thing. We don't have that lifesaver anymore. No. How, do, how do we wrap up tonight? Do um, you want to do it in song? I mean, I don't know. There's something. Uh, how about. Um, don't encourage it. How about, uh, Dan? I just want you to follow your heart here. I, wa I want you to. Um, first of all, before I do this, I want you to think about what happened tonight. Yeah, I want you to think. Uh, uh, re refresh our, our memory here. There yeah. was no theme tonight. We didn't fall back on that. We, but, 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 we just talked to people. Yeah, we, we we just we just let it happen. We just reached out. I hope we touched you. You know, we t we talked about talking to you. We brought up we, we brought up Spencer. We uh we 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 embarked on a on a, on a terrifying mission. We we, uh, we came together in our two new avatar selves. We have a new segment to our show. We found out that you're terrible at telling jokes. <laughs> And yet, it, uh, and yet, when you tell a joke wrong, it becomes more delightful than a joke being told properly. Right. Um, I just say, um, whatever you're doing, I'm going to fail at. So, so there's, then there's, we're going to be stuck here for a little longer. There's, there's no question about that. I just say, <laughs> I just say, maybe uh, just think about what happened tonight. And, uh, express express how you're feeling now in song. Okay. <laughs> a good show or maybe it was bad it may not be the best show that a harmontown fans ever had because if you've been to six of them you've been to four better ones well that's just tough cosmic titties for ten dollars worth of fun yeah. thank you for coming everybody thank you for coming you got your $10 worth, I hope. If not, see us after the show, I think.
Thank you, Spencer. Thank you. Thank you, Geek Chorus. Thank you, Jeff Davis, for comp trolling. Jeff's got some people to thank. Yeah, let's thank Katie Levine, audio recording. Zach McKeever, our tech guy on site. Emily Gordon, our producer. Daniel Kramer, program director. Dustin Marshall, our podcast producer. Mo Fafflebab, the on-site director, and Jenny Fine, our fantastic artist. Once again, I'm Jeff Davis, Comp Trolling. Thank you, Nerd Melt. Thank you, people listening on-site. Thank you all for coming down here. Spencer, Geek Chorus, one more time for your mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you. You guys are great. You're very, very wonderful and enthusiastic and patient. Uh, the campaign continues next week. <laughs> uh, imagine how many pillars will be turned. <laughs> Thank you. Danadu. Danadu. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.